Rises for the win from 29 from the right hash. Kuz kick is good. Here is Durant for the win. What's going on, guys? Welcome to For the Wind podcast. We got Wilson, we got Corey. I am Antoine. Thank you guys for joining us today. And we have a very special episode for you guys today, man. We're going to learn about what's going on in the MLB, Major League Baseball, the lockout. Talk to <laughs> us, man. What's going on? But well, why, why, why is the beginning of the major season about to be, you know, delayed or whatever? Let me first say this is one of my passions. Baseball is, is my passion. So I'm really kind of heated about yeah, what's transpiring in the MLB right now. Uh, so for those, for those of you who don't know what's going on, uh, baseball is currently, the MLB is currently in a lockout. Um, and what that means is the owners have placed uh, a work stoppage for all of their players, right? So no transaction can happen, no practice, no games, whatever the case may be can happen right now. And this all started um, back in December, right? We're coming off of uh, a great Royal Series, uh, my Atlanta Braves. I'm going to go ahead and yes, open, sir. <laughs> open this back yes, up. Yes, sir. I knew you were going to back Y'all see that championship <laughs> ring right there. Uh, so, yeah, so we're, we're on, the, um, on the heels of the Atlanta, Atlanta Braves winning the World Series um, in October. Well, really November. Yeah. And the CBA ended in December, right? So... The owners and Rob Manfred, who is the commissioner of, of Major League Baseball, they, they thought it was a great idea to lock out the players. And they thought this power move um, was going to jumpstart negotiations, right? They, they thought this was a, a move that they could do to help, you know, get negotiations started so they can agree to a CBA. So they locked them out as soon as the old CBA um Expire before negotiations. Basically, okay. Right? So they try to strong arm them. Okay. Right, they try to strong arm. Right. Interesting. Them, right? Now, you would think that would immediately start negotiations, right? That didn't happen. So now we're about petty over right over mm-hmm. four four weeks uh, over a month out, and that's when the owners proposed their first agreement. Right, mm-hmm. the the players' association they don't Not agree it. to it. Right. You never take the first deal, obviously, anyways. So now we move on. You know, later on in January, they meet, They continue to meet. The union continue to to reject every proposal that they that the um, that the MLB offers. Right. So now, February third, the MLB tries to bring in federal mediators. Right, and this is a, a way to to help negotiations progress. Right, you bring in a third party. To, to help both parties come to a resolution. Yeah. Compromise. Right. The players reject that <laughs> completely. Like they they're like, no, we don't, we don't want, we don't want a third party. We want to me and you, we want to handle this. We want to keep the third party out of it, right? I got a question. Cause weren't they having issues agreeing with when, you know, when COVID first started, weren't they having issues agreeing with what the season length was yes. gonna be like? That season almost didn't happen. I yes. think they agreed on 65, yeah. 66 yeah. games. What we, happened there? And 
is there just a history recently of poor, um, you know, relationships and negotiations in general with uh, the players and the owners? Like, yeah, and that's, is it the commissioner's I'm, fault? Like, what's going on? Because I've been hearing about this for years now. Well, I'm gonna get to the com- the commissioner and what what he's at fault for a little bit later. Uh, so let me just kind of get through the rest of the timeline and we can get in, in, into those into those questions, right? So, like I said, February third, we we they try the mediator. They they reject that, right? So now they move to Florida, right? Everybody comes to Florida um, uh, at one of the spring training facilities, and they meet for numerous days in person to actually try to come up with a CBA agreement. Every day, it seems like we're working towards something, right? Up until maybe about, like I think, like the fifth day, they only had like a 15-minute meeting, which is rare, and it's really just insane, like, you come, you come ready to work, and you only have a fifteen minute meeting. That's not a good thing. So, regardless, then MLB proposes this this quote unquote unofficial deadline of February twenty eighth. Right, February twenty eighth. If we don't have an agreement done, we're gonna have to start canceling games and postponing games. Right. So February twenty eighth comes. Now. We're actually talking like they spent numerous hours um, bargaining. They it was reported that they spent up to about sixteen hours that day, right? It was like up until two o'clock in the morning, and so the MLB was That's like procrastination, by the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so the MLB was like, okay, since we're actually you know negotiating now, let's officially push this back to March first. Right. So now March 1st by five o'clock Eastern Standard Time, that is our last offer. Right. We're going to give you our best offer. And if you guys do not agree on it, this lockout will will continue and we're going to cancel games. What happened? March 1st for around four. I think it was like 430. I got that notification. Players Association unanimously rejected it. So now here we are. The first two series of the regular season is canceled. You know, who knows if we'll actually get those games completed on the back end, if those players will even get paid for those games. It's a lot of, you know, things still up in the air. Um, so I think I think we're not going to have baseball for a minute. Um, I, I'd be surprised if we have baseball Think like nineteen ninety four type thing, or I, no, we will have we will have a baseball season. Okay. What it'll look like is the is the biggest question. Um, and like I said, I think I'd be surprised if we had baseball by May first. Ooh, which the season was originally supposed to start March thirty first, April first. Uh, you know, that's a month out. Right, right, right. So you know, so if we get to you know. A couple of details. I won't get into like the real hardcore contract stuff just for the sake of, you know, understanding purposes. One of the biggest things that they're uh, trying to agree on is this competitive balance tax. Right. And what that is, is is for those of you that watch the NBA and keep up with the NBA, it's kind of like a luxury Luxury tax. tax. Right. So basically what it is, is there's this threshold that you can spend Right. You can spend up until this threshold and anything over that threshold, you'll get taxed for every dollar. Right. So like the first the first time you do it is like 20 percent. Then the second year you do it is like 30 percent. And the third year you do it is like 50 percent. Right. That's like why you super s- soft, super, super soft <laughs> salary cap. 
Yeah, right. I it's, think this is prejudice against my Yankees, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, so that's one of the biggest things that they're they're discussing right now. Um, like the players, the players they want this this uh, collective uh, the competitive balance tax to to raise up to like two thirty eight, right? Two thirty eight million, and the the MLB wants it just at two twenty. You can see that that's the eighteen million dollar difference right there. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that that they were talking about. Another big thing is just um, you know the the pre arbitration bonus of thirty million. Well, I got a question about the the player balance the the balance mm-hmm. tax. So the players want more, so it allows them to get more salary. I would understand, right? But wouldn't a, as a team, aren't you incentivized to also want it to be more so you can spend more and not get taxed? Well, as an owner, as a businessman, uh-huh. I want to try to spend less money mm-hmm. but still get the same rate of return. Yeah. So that's what it is. Okay. And 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 it's really it's not the it's not the teams at the top. It's not the big market teams. I was just want to say, like, if George Steinbrenner was alive, I feel like he would right. I want to spend more and not get right. Taxed. It's it's not the teams that Small have the teams. money. It's the smaller market teams that are holding this up. They want, you know, they want these teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees to stop spending so I can be competitive Compete, yeah. competitive still, right? So that's that's one of the major holds hold up is the is the um is the smaller market teams. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. So one of the things that they did agree on is I saw this uh, um I think it was like around December, January, uh was the universal DH, right? For the longest we've had a DH only in the American League and not the National League. Um, so now they have agreed on that, and that's surprising that they were able to get that passed without the CBA. Um, so we will have a universal DH, which I think from a fan perspective is going to be exciting, right? Now you don't have to watch pitchers hit. Now the traditionalists <laughs> in me, I love to see that, right? It, it brings out more strategy. But I understand, you know, it, in times we it felt need like an to- automatic out a lot Some, well, sometimes. Well, I mean, depend on which team you're talking yeah, yeah. about, right? I think for the Atlanta Braves, who just won the World Series, we have some pretty good, decent uh, pitchers that yeah. can hit the ball, right? Um, a, a trivia question that that will more than likely be brought up a lot in the future uh, now that we have a universal DH is, well, what was the last pitcher to win the Silver Slugger Award? I'll give you a hint. He plays for the Atlanta Braves. His name is Max Freed, Right. And we we saw Max Free hit the ball a lot this season. I mean, they brought him into a pitch hit situation uh, with the game on the line, and he had a he had a game winning hit, right? So, but yeah, that's one of the other things. And um, another thing that they were discussing was just power. Hey man, <laughs> right? Another thing that they were discussing was the uh, the number of playoff teams, right? Um, so uh, they they had fourteen on the board. They end up dropping it down to twelve. I think fourteen is is a stretch. Now we're getting into basketball, like where half the league makes the playoffs, and I over half the league. Yeah, in baseball. I mean, in baseball, right. basketball. Yeah, and, and yeah. I I I'm not a fan of that. Um, Cash that, grab. That's all it is. Yeah, and but it, it just you already play 162 games, so mm-hmm. now you're dampening the the value of each game when you add more teams yep. to the playoffs, right? So now a team that maybe has, you know, won 80 games that's five, around 500, now you're – they can still make, make the playoffs, right. right? So I don't – I'm not a fan of 14, maybe 12. And I even still 
think 12 is kind of pushing it, but whatever. I get, you know, the money behind it, the fan interest behind it. It, it creates more revenue. It creates more competitive playoff games. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. So that's, you know, some of the biggest things that they were talking about in, um, in the CBA agreement. And so, you know, as of today, we don't have baseball. And <laughs> who knows when, when we will see baseball. They said that, you know, they'll start back talks uh, on Thursday. Uh, to see if they can, you know, come to an agreement. But it doesn't seem like this is something that will be agreed upon anytime soon. So who do you think will bend more in negotiations, the players or the owners? And what will it be? Will it be just the competitive balance tax? Or do you think something else will be brought to the table to help compromise? What do you What do you? I think the players will end up bending. Um, and that's, be, that's, yeah, usually the case. that's, yeah, that's normally yeah. the case. And the reason I say that is because, um, you know, more than half the league is not like top end dollar exactly players. Yeah, right. So some of these guys are are making minimum salary, and they're gonna lose out on every single game that they're not playing. Right, so they can't provide for their families. Um, so I think the players are gonna be the ones that end up having to sacrifice the most. Um, and another another point. Um is the is the service time and i know you guys may not understand that part but what basically what that um because it it has to deal with the arbitration right with with service time and so once once you get into the mlb right they have this thing called service time so you accrue service time um based on the number of days that that you play in the mlb right and so to be eligible for arbitration um you have to have at least three years of service time and most players, when they go through their process of, of service time, they want to be able to reach that arbit- being uh, eligible for arbitration. Sounds like tenure for college professors. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you get that service time in. So the more games that are taken off this season, that hinders the players from meet, meeting their three-year service time to be eligible for arbitration. Um, and that was one of the biggest things um, in the uh, in the CBA was the arbitration, you know, deciding on if we should drop it down a year from three to two to make, you know, play more players eligible um, and stuff like that. So I think the players are going to be the one that that been their back and eventually will have baseball. The players always have more to lose. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, the, the billionaire owners, they have other business ventures and all that. So as they're losing money, they're losing off of a billion dollar, you know, top versus where you got, like you said, players on the low end. What's the minimum salary in baseball right now? Uh, It's about 600, 700. Yeah. Yeah, Which is a lot for us, but (laughs) right. Imagine you just got in the league and your first year you were splurging. Yeah. And now you're not working. And, uh, and and, uh, you got to think about the, the lifespan too, like the, the, the work span, like a lot of these players, you know, can only play about, three, four years, True. right? That Where, you know, I go I go to work every day. I can work until I'm 50, 60 years old. Right. But these players can only work for a short amount of time. So they have to maximize their, their earning, earning potential, potential mm-hmm. you know, during that time. And, I mean, you know, just to just take it a step further, it's, it's not just the players that are going to hurt from this, right? It's the fans that are going to hurt from this. Like, I'm a true baseball fan. Like, I, I look forward – to spring training. I look forward to the beginning of the season. Like I look forward to see, going to Summer the Braves training, game yeah. to, to going to the Braves <laughs> game to see them, you know, Ball hang training. that hang yeah, that man. that pin it up, see them get their rings just like I got my ring, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you got what? <laughs> 
But no, not even, you know, just the fans. I mean, you got to think about, like, the grounds crew, right? Yeah. You know, the, the the people that work in the stadium, the the, the concessions, uh, the, the, the hotels around the stadiums, the restaurants. Like, it's a lot of people that are going to be affected from this. Their economic impact. Yeah, the yeah. economic you know, impact I, is going to be massive. And who's to blame? Money. Right now, <laughs> right now, a, a lot of a lot of the players are blaming Rob Manford, the commissioner, um, because he is the face, obviously. But I mean, this this comes down to to greed with the owner. You know, it's it's not just Rob Manford. And I, I've had problems with with the way Rob Manford does a lot of things. I mean, even if you watch the the interview that he had um, the other uh, yesterday after that whole breaking news came out. I mean, he was laughing. Yeah, like this isn't a laughing that. matter, right? I mean, he he's had he's had these instances where he doesn't look competent enough to be a commissioner. I mean, we're talking about a guy that 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 deemed the the World Series trophy a piece of metal, right? When we were talking about the cheating scandal with the with the Astros, like he just called it a piece of metal. How do you diminish the greatest award in your sport? What's his background? Like, does he have a background in baseball? Or I'm pretty sure he business? does. I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Because sometimes um, you'll see that they, you know, sometimes people in these front offices, you know, yeah, they learn the sport. Right. But their background is really in business. Right. So, yeah. they, you know, it almost sounds like he doesn't understand. He doesn't have a sense of urgency. Yeah. He's I mean, a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Yeah. He's a lawyer? He's a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that happens a lot. Like, yeah. these front office people are lawyers or they're businessmen. And, yeah, they learn the craft. But, like. Is he a baseball fan? You know what I'm saying? Or is he I don't. I mean, because even just from the standpoint, because th- here's one of the things that I can blame Rob Manfred for: you, you, you impose the lockout and then wait over a month to give your first proposal. And now, you know, when when we uh, when we introduce this unofficial deadline of February 28, March 1st, now you want to wait to the last days before that deadline to actually really start negotiating. Let's get it in. Right, right. Right? That I mean, that's that's so crazy to me. You had basically 3 months to really negotiate this and really have progress and you wait to the the wee hours of your unofficial deadline. I mean, I mean, I, yes, Rob Manfred is, is 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 this is on him because he is the face of 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 the league, he is the the commissioner, but this is uh, this is on the owners as well. We'll see what happens, man. There it is. The last lockout I can remember was 2011 with the NBA. That's why I asked for the time frame because the NBA didn't start up till Christmas. Yeah, December 25th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think you know, just uh, from the other uh, sports standpoint, I think they can look at this and you know, for the future when when it's time for their CBAs to be up and be like, you know, we don't want to operate like this. You know, we don't want to end up like baseball because this is really bad. Like, this looks yeah. really bad. I think the NBA's next CBA, I don't think there's going to be a lockout, but I think negotiations are going to be a lot more contentious than they've been in the past. I know Adam Silver is a player's commissioner, but all this stuff going on with people, Ben Simmons sitting out, I'm not yeah. playing. Harden is I've been forced his that. way off of yeah. two teams in yeah. two years. Yeah. You know, like they, these owners are not about to go for that. I don't know what the solution is because, you know, contracts used to be too long. There were seven years, eight years. Now you make it shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the owners pushed back against guaranteed contracts um, with the 2011 lockout. That's right. kind of what that was about. So, yeah, with the NBA, I feel like the players might have a little bit too 
too much. Yeah, too much, yeah, I, too much it's, power. It's, yeah. And I'm a player and guy. I, yeah, me too. But it's like they pushing it, man. They're like pushing it. You know, everybody blames LeBron or whatever. But like LeBron has always played to the end of his contract and then chosen where yeah. he wants to go. Yeah, he yeah. moves pieces around. Yeah. Like he flex. <laughs> but like, and I really don't mind when a player demands a trade with one year on their contract, where they're saying, "Get something for me." Because I'm about to leave anyways. Right. But this whole like I'm in my second year, yeah, five yeah, years, yeah, and yeah. I want to force my way out. And <laughs> just because like, I'm I'm not happy, I'm with not the happy. Right. Like that's it. You're, like you need to get better. Yeah. Like so now it's ridiculous because it's it, we're starting to hear with younger players. You know Zion. Zion. Williams, yeah, you yeah, play 85 yeah, games in yeah. three years. You have no like. <laughs> you know like you have uh, no right uh, to um, say that. Donovan Mitchell. He's in year two or five. It's like well he he's about to leave. Like but you signed a max contract. Right. Like. So in the NBA players have probably a little bit too much power. I think in the NFL they don't have enough. Yeah. Where would you put the MLB in that? MLB, I think they don't I think the players same here. They don't have enough power. Yeah. yeah. And that's why we're in the situation that yeah. we are now. <laughs> yeah. We don't have they don't have enough power. <laughs> and I mean cuz I mean the pay difference from the top end players from the bottom end players is a huge gap and not a lot of players get paid what they're actually worth. Because, you know, the teams have control over these players for about six years before they can even reach true free agency. Does baseball have like a mid-level exception? Do they have a limit on how much you can get paid based by year, kind of like the NBA? Or? It's, it's really just based off performance. You just negotiate. Yeah. Okay. Negotiate. So that's why you have $30 million a year and 600000 yeah. yeah. Poor yeah. guys. <laughs> Poor guys. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the For The Win Vodcast. Make sure you follow us on IG at For The Win Vodcast, on YouTube at For The Win, on Apple Music, on Spotify. We are everywhere. For The Win. And we out. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace.